Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. Good morning, everybody. It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, December 21st. Hope everybody had a strong, fun winter weekend. I know all my friends in the Northeast were digging out. I had to uh, speak to them over text message and social media, and they, (laughs) I don't miss the snow. I'll just say that out here in sunny California. We had a great family-filled weekend, and um, I don't know where to start on the sports front. It was a bittersweet Sunday. Uh, Saturday was amazing. Did the radio show, celebrated my daughter's eighth birthday Because we live in L.A. and there is no snow and we're in the middle of a pandemic and you can't do a damn thing, we got snow shipped in. Uh, We had this this company comes up with a snow machine and dumps snow in your backyard and you play in the snow all weekend. And um, I swept the college football slate, the picks that we gave out on Friday on Straight Fire, 3-0, and the NFL pick, 4-0. It was a great gambling weekend for me, 6-2. On the Sunday picks, we'll get to best bet later. And it all went out the window Sunday when the winless Jets won and lost Trevor Lawrence. And my big takeaway, folks, 
I've got several, obviously. I need to choose my words carefully because um, you guys know I tend to get heated. I'm an emotional man. That's what we are. We're emotional. We get fired up during sports. If you can't get excited during sports, you got problems. Um, Sunday, I was, uh, you know, watching football. Uh, my daughter would come by, talk to me about it, and my son would come by. He'd chat about it. And for whatever reason, Honey Badger was playing a solid game for Arizona. And I showed him the highlight of Honey Badger at LSU returning that punt for a touchdown in the SEC title game. And I was like, look, look, dude, I remember watching that. I was like, Bryce, look at my arms. I've got goosebumps because this was such an electrifying return. Stadium's going crazy. And then he had another punt return later in the game where he's just juking guys left and right. And I'm like, this is sports. I love it. It's just fun. It's exciting. And within 30 minutes, I was just a solemn blank stare as the Jets lost Trevor Lawrence. And it was a meaningless victory that in three months, nobody will remember. In six months, it'll be an afterthought. You won't know the score a year from now. But losing Trevor Lawrence, that's a generational change right there for the Jets. You get a quarterback. And I don't want to hear this garbage. Oh, well, come on. Trevor Lawrence is good, but he's not the best quarterback ever. Guys, we've had a couple former GMs on this podcast. We've had some NFL reporters. Trevor Lawrence is the best prospect to come out of college since Andrew Luck. Do you remember what Andrew Luck did after he came from Stanford to the NFL? The Colts, who were 1-15, went to the playoffs the first year, lost first round. Went to the playoffs second year, lost second round. Went to the playoffs third year, lost in the AFC Championship game. And I believe... That was the deflate gate game with the Patriots. After that, you know, Andrew Luck had some injuries, had the early retirement. But this is what you get when you get a generational quarterback. Instant success. It should be prolonged success. Now, finding that in the draft is extremely challenging. I've talked about this at length. You know, you get Dan Marino, Dolphins are set for 15 years. Okay. They didn't win a Super Bowl, but they were in the playoffs almost every year. They went to a Super Bowl, and you at least have a foundation to build upon. The Jets have not had that. Trevor Lawrence was that guy. I looked at his stats. I mean, and again, it's just the stats. And Rob G is going to come on here, and we're going to go back and forth on some stuff. Trevor Lawrence, freshman year, 24 touchdowns, 4 interceptions, 0 losses. Second year, 34 TDs, 8 picks. One loss to a historically loaded LSU team with Joe Burrow. And an insane defense. And the offense is just off the charts. Third year, 24 TDs, four picks. Trevor Lawrence has one loss in his career. And I know the stats, Jason, who cares about the stats? It's the poise. It's the toughness. And the one highlight that I told Rob G before the podcast, I said, you just watch that highlight. That's all you need. It's not even a pass. It was the Clemson-Ohio State game last year. In the playoff, one of the best football games in college I've seen in years. I had a lot of money on that game. I had Clemson. I loved Clemson as a side. A lot of people had Ohio State. Um, And Ohio State's mostly dominating that game, and Trevor Lawrence put the team on his back. He had a quarterback draw that was like a 52-yard touchdown run that you don't see quarterbacks do. They just don't do that. And Ohio State, that defense loaded with NFL prospects, stacked. Guys who were drafted. First round, second round, third round. Like, Trevor Lawrence outran them. You don't see that. You just don't see that. The guy's amazing. And now the Jets lost him. 
And he's going to go to Jacksonville and probably have success there. And it sucks. And I'm really, really pissed off. Um, and I don't want to hear the spin. Well, Justin Fields, Jay, you see him against Northwestern? I know it's one game. Don't want to overreact. I like Justin Fields a lot. If he was going to be the number two pick to Jacksonville, all good. Hey, Jacksonville's got a potential franchise quarterback. Jets have a franchise in Trevor Lawrence. Now, it's not over, to be honest. Maybe Jacksonville somehow beats Chicago, although I would say there's zero chance of that. Maybe Jacksonville beats the Colts in Week 17. I would say there's less than 0% chance of that. Yes, I know. Jacksonville beat him in the opener. Um, all that being said, uh, the Jets lost him. And I, I'm not ready to have the discussion. I did talk to Cowherd on the phone uh, Sunday, you know, just mourning the loss of Trevor Lawrence. And there is an idea that, well, maybe we keep Sam Darnold. Guys, Sam Darnold is in year three, I believe, okay? You got to pay the guy if you're keeping him. The big, big bonus of Trevor Lawrence was, oh, we got him on the rookie deal for four years, and then you pay him heading into the fifth. Or three years, you pay him heading into the fourth. You got to pay Darnold now. I mean, he hasn't earned big money. Maybe you get him on the cheap, okay. But Trevor Lawrence on the rookie deal, then you build, you go spend, you get Allen Robinson. You get players around him. All right, the one, one positive spin I can have. And I have a lot of Jets fans who are friends who listen to this, and I know you're going to text me and email me and DM me on the gram. This Rob G is the one potential saving grace. Look at the last few quarterback drafts, okay? The number one guy has not been the best guy, okay? 2015, Jameis Winston was the number one pick. Marcus Mariota was number two. Both of them. We're supposed to be foundational guys. Jameis Winston's never been to a playoff game. He's on his second team. Marcus Mariota, I think, I liked him better than Winston at the time. He fizzled out, did go to a playoff game, won in Tennessee. Neither of those guys is with the team that drafted them. 2016, Goff went one, Wentz went two. Now, Goff's been to a Super Bowl, but we know his limitations. He was very bad against the Jets. He's what's holding back that team, and they paid him now. And I don't know how the hell McVay gets out of that. Carson Wentz, we'll get to shortly, is a train wreck right now. I mean, he's he's a lost dog just wandering aimlessly, and either he he or his agent is feeding Adam Schefter some dumb stuff. And Carson Wentz is uh, they don't he's officially out in Philly, and because he, he's lost his job. Jalen Hurts was great on Sunday, um, in defeat. Twenty seventeen, Trubisky went second, which we all knew at the time was laughable. Mahomes went tenth. Watson went twelfth. Mahomes going 10th, that's a positive. Justin Fields could be Pat Mahomes. No, he's not going to be Pat Mahomes. 2018, Baker Mayfield goes 1. Darnold, 3. Josh Allen, 7. Rosen, 10. I don't even know if he's in the league. Lamar Jackson, 32. So Lamar's been to the playoffs twice. Won an MVP, doesn't have a playoff win. Josh Allen has been to the playoffs. He's going to go to the playoffs this year. There is a sneaky Super Bowl team this year. So Josh Allen could be the, end up being the best quarterback from there. So there is some, hey, don't worry about the team that goes first, getting the first quarterback. And you could spin it to the Jets really, really, really need to nail their coach because that is what has put Mahomes. I mean, we know Mahomes has talent, but pairing him with Andy Reid, that's game over, okay? Frank Reich was a, a, a Yoda of sorts to Carson Wentz. Frank Reich leaves for the Colts. Say goodnight to Carson Wentz. 
Um, look at how many offensive coordinators Marcus Mariota had been through in Tennessee. That was one of the big reasons he never had success. There was no continuity. Never could find that coach. Um, Josh Allen now has partnered up with Brian Daybowl in Buffalo. And I don't know if we're setting up for a Frank Reich situation where if Daybowl gets a head coaching job, and he will, what happens to Josh Allen? I don't know. We'll see. Baker Mayfield on his, what, third coach already? Like, you know, coaching really matters, and I guess that's my positive spake takeaway <sighs> from the Jets losing Trevor Lawrence. And one last note, I did find it interesting that on Social Media Sunday, we had a Super Bowl preview happening with the Chiefs and the Saints, and all anybody cared about was what's next. And Trevor Lawrence and the Jets were the big social media topic as opposed to what's right now, Kansas City and the Saints. Now, Rob G., what do you think that says about, I don't know if it's the state of social media, the state of NFL media, but it almost felt to me like an NBA moment where nobody really cares about the NBA games. It's what's next that's big. Where's James Harden going? Oh, yeah, I kind of care about this game, but is Harden going to get traded? Is Kawhi staying with the Clippers? What's next is always what's really interesting to me because everybody can see what's now. And frankly, I didn't think Chiefs-Saints was a great game. I thought it was a good game. But am I wrong? No, you're not wrong at all. And I think that um, because the hype around Trevor Lawrence has been building and building now for, what, three years, and the Jets finally had him in their grasp. I think that's why it was such a big deal. And and the Chiefs winning a game is not news anymore. They win all the time. It's just who's going to knock them off. And so I I watched every minute of that uh, Chiefs-Saints game because I had some big fantasy implications in that game, so I had to watch it. But, I mean, like you said, it was a good game. It wasn't a great game. It wasn't, you know, it didn't have the same buildup as uh, Saints-Bucks uh, to open the season. You know, it didn't, didn't have that kind of buildup. So... I totally understand why social media was buzzing more over the fact that it was the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes and because it was the Jets and they had been, you know, praying for that moment. You've been praying for that moment for so long. This was the guy. And so I'm not surprised at all. Um, Yes, the Chiefs uh, were the Golden State Warriors. Remember when they were like the greatest show in the NFL? But they now win every game and they often don't cover the spread. Um 22-1 22-1 and one in their last 23 games. Like, they're going to win. Mahomes is going to be great. And that's that. Like, I don't want to say it's, like, boring, but I'm a huge, huge Mahomes fan. I love watching him. But for me, that game was, like, Drew Brees is, like, borderline unwatchable. Like, I, you know, he started out so badly. I mean, the Saints, guys, really, we, should, we were going to go Carson one second, but, I mean, the New Orleans Saints were terrible. On Sunday, Now, you could say, hey, Jason, it was Drew Brees' first game back. You know, cut the guy some slack. Um, Drew Brees was awful. 15 of 34, 234 yards, 44% completions. They were fixing to get blown out, if not for that bomb that Brees hit down the sideline to get them into the red zone and, and, and kind of flip things. But if you just look at the box score, the Chiefs, 34 first downs to 15 for New Orleans. The Saints were 1 of 11 on third down. They were in chuck and duck mode. That's how they got back in this game. Folks, the New Orleans Saints had the ball for 
18 minutes and 46 seconds. The Chiefs totally controlled that game because the Saints were back to their old self, leading the league in penalties at one point. They had 10 penalties for 93 yards, couldn't run the football. And the Chiefs, uh, you know, Rob G., we, we watched the strategy of how to hang with KC, right? Uh, don't blitz him. Just dare him to run the football. Zone it up. Try to confuse Mahomes. And let's see what we can do. And what did the Chiefs say? We will take the run. Thank you very much. 41 carries, 179 rushing yards. We got Le'Veon. We got Edward Hilaire. And when you do give... Pat Mahomes, the opportunity, he will make you pay. Three touchdown passes, you know, that's a wrap. Um, I, I, I just, I don't think anybody's beaten KC. And uh, I still am confused as to who's coming out of the NFC because, you know, Rob G, uh, it seems like every time I see a good NFC performance from someone, I declare them maybe my favorite team in the NFC, the team to beat, and then they promptly go out and lay an egg. Seattle has done that. Uh, have the Packers done that yet? No, no, not the yet. Packers have not done that, so I'll crown them now so they get their butts kicked next week. Um, the Rams, of course, did that to the Jets. I don't know who the best team is in the NFC. I mean, Tampa Bay can't get out of their own way. Um, I, I want to know what happened at halftime when you're down 17 nothing to Matty Ice. And the offense had, and I got the totals here because I was stunned. I wrote this down, 61 yards at halftime for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Okay? Atlanta had 261 yards. And then Tampa Bay comes out in the second half and blows their doors off. I mean, you know, you expect that when it's Tom Brady against Matt Ryan. You know, Matt Ryan's going to have just nightmares for the rest of his life about Tom Brady. Like, it's just brutal. Uh, Brady just up and down the field. Tough non-cover there for Bucks backers. Uh, after a horrible spot, it should have been fourth and one. The Bucks would have kicked to go up seven. And they would have covered because, you know, Matty Ice is not coming back. Um, instead they give him a horrible spot, the first down and, you know, they get out of there with the four point win. I, I was not overly impressed with Tampa Bay. They're very inconsistent. I mean, you score zero in the first half, you score 31 in the second half. I don't know what the defensive game plan was. We talked about this last week, Matt Ryan, sixth most sacked quarterback in the NFL coming into the game. They didn't touch him for three quarters. One quarterback hit. What happens in the fourth? Three sacks. They finally dial up the blitz. Like, I, I, I just, Todd Bowles, Bruce Arians, uh, Tom Brady, you guys got to figure this shit out, man. This is, this is getting tired. Rob G., there is no bigger gap between the eye test and the stats than the Tampa Bay Bucks because the statistics say they are a top five team. Aaron Schatz, football outsiders, we've had them on the pod. Top five offense, top five defense, Tampa Bay. You look at this team, and you're like, eh, I don't know. what are they? Are, are they good? Can they run the football? Uh, you know, what's going on here? Godwin, four catches? Like, what are we doing? Is this team good? I don't know. But the stats say they are. That's going to be a tough team to handicap come playoff time. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. 
Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, All right, so we hit on the Jets. We hit a little bit on Tom Brady. I do want to wrap up with this Carson Wentz situation in Philadelphia. So, I, I'm unclear if it's the agent or Carson Wentz telling the agent to put this out there or what. But before the game started on Sunday, 
big story that Carson Wentz is not interested in being a backup, and he doesn't want to come back if he's going to be the backup. Like, I think we touched on this a couple weeks ago, but when Carson Wentz was having the yips and the media was going after him and the city of Philly had turned on him, this was the first time in his football career he's faced big adversity. And a lot of life can be defined by how you handle adversity. And I think without a doubt, Carson Wentz is really, really doing a poor job of handling his first adversity in the NFL. You guys have to remember, Eagles traded up to number two to get Wentz. He's had a weird career. They go up to number two to grab him. People are like, wait a sec, you're doing what? You're drafting a redhead from North Dakota State? What are you guys doing? And... You got Joey Bosa on the board. I know there was a Ezekiel Elliott crowd out there. You guys know how I feel about running backs that high. But Goff was terrible as a rookie. Wentz was really much better than Goff. If you remember, Goff started out, he went number one. Goff was zero touchdowns and seven picks at one point. And they were like, oh my gosh, what did the Rams do? And Carson Wentz quietly is like a 500 team, 16 touchdowns. He was like, okay, this guy's pretty good. And then the next year... Wentz is like the MVP through 13 weeks. And it's like, oh, whoa, 33 touchdowns, seven picks. I remember fondly being on the Steelers against the Eagles, not buying the Carson Wentz hype. And the Eagles blew their doors off. It was like 41-7 or 33-7, something obscene. And that was when it was like, okay, Carson Wentz is for real. This guy's good. Uh, This is a good team. And then he tears his ACL and against the Rams, I was at the game. Uh, it was just a weird thing where he starts walking gingerly to the locker room. And we're looking, because you don't have a signal in the Coliseum. And we're watching him walk to the locker room like, well, that's weird. Then he just never came back. And that was one of those seminal moments that changed everything in his career. Nick Foles took over, and they win the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know? And then Frank Reich leaves for the Colts. And... Carson Wentz has never returned to being a star that he was in that second year. He's been good, but Nick Foles left, and there was no pressure like, oh, who's the guy? So then they draft Jalen Hurts, and I wonder if some of that has crept into his head looking over his shoulder. And now Jalen Hurts has come in. And again, I don't think he's the long-term solution in Philly, but it's undeniable that he gives them a better chance to win. Um, He had 338 yards passing against Arizona, three touchdowns. He did get sacked six times. It's basically like a Wentz-type performance um, before Wentz lost the job. Hurts fumbled three times, uh, didn't lose any of them. So he's got a, you know, ball security is an, op- is an issue. But, I mean, he gave them an opportunity to win, fighting and fighting. I, I was totally impressed. It's a team down 16-0 to Atlanta. Uh, sorry, Arizona, sorry. Trailing 16 nothing on the road in your first start, and all of a sudden, boom, you come back. And, and like, Jalen Hurts is the real deal. I don't know if he's the long-term solution, but for now, he's giving him a chance. Carson Wentz ain't getting the job back. And I, you, this ain't the NBA. You can't say, I demand a trade. Like, it's, it doesn't work like that, Carson Wentz. You're going to have to man up and just be like, okay, this is the hand I'm dealt. Um, I'm going to have to beat him out for the job. Uh, and if I don't, I'm going to be the highest paid backup quarterback, maybe in NFL history. Uh, and the Eagles will have a decision to make, but again, how you handle adversity says a lot about you. And right now, Carson Wentz is not 
handling it well. So those are my big kind of three takeaways from Sunday in the NFL. We didn't touch much on Saturday. Um, you know, Buffalo, uh, easy, easy winner over Denver. Um, Green Bay won handily. Sunday's slate was pretty ugly. Um, I guess we could probably do a couple minutes on the New England Patriots being knocked out of the playoffs for the first time in, I believe it was 12 years. Uh, you know, the unbelievable run is is done. Uh, Belichick lost to a rookie quarterback. You know, I, I that was one of the bad bets I gave out. I felt like the Patriots were the side. I would probably make that bet again. But um, New England, just they're just not a good football team. Like, you don't expect to see the Patriots getting run all over in the fourth quarter, just letting Miami uh, with somebody named Salvan Ahmed whoever that is, you know, a rookie who was undrafted, just running over New England. 23 carries, 122 yards. Matt Breida, 12 for 86. Um, he can't stop the run. Miami run for 250 yards. Essentially, Brian Flores said, we're taking the ball out of two of his hands. He had a bad, bad, bad red zone interception in the uh, on the first drive, I believe. They were blanked at halftime. Patriots up 6-0. And Brian Flores, a great adjustment, said, why are we throwing? Everybody's hurt. Uh, no Parker, no Jakeem Grant, no Gusecki. Uh, the, number, the number one targeted guy was a kid, a rookie named Lynn Bowden Jr., who Rob G's Raiders drafted earlier this year. He was such a nightmare and an egomaniac at camp and ran his mouth so much, they traded him in a couple months. He resurfaced in Miami, and now he was their leading targeted guy because everyone else is hurt. Their number two targeted guy a tight end named Durham Smythe. And Rob G, I don't know if you watched any of that game, but I've never heard of anyone with the first name Durham. Like, I don't know. How do you name your <laughs> No, I, I can honestly, I've never met a guy named Durham. Durham. As a city. But, now, apparently you're not supposed to play poke. Uh, you're not supposed to play pool against guys whose first name is a city. I think that's like a cardinal rule. Like those guys are pool sharks. Um, Durham Smythe had a good game against. I'd never heard that before. Yeah, well, I'm trying to educate. Well, I mean, let, let's not spend too much time on the Patriots because nobody cares about that game at this point. The big story, like you mentioned at the top of the show, is the Jets, and I wanted to talk you off the ledge a little bit. I know that you were, you know, crying yourself to sleep, you know, using your tears and and wiping them all over a framed photo you have of Trevor Lawrence in the Photoshop Jets jersey. I saw it on your desktop, but. We just had one of the great NFL team builders, Scott McLuhan. Yeah. Frank Gore has said to Scott McLuhan, Sam Darnold is the truth. Sam Darnold is a franchise quarterback. Now, I don't know if I personally don't see it, but I trust Frank Gore's judgment a lot more than my judgment. (laughs) And this whole idea, though, about Trevor Lawrence that he is a savior— that he is going to show up and make whatever team that he's on an instant, you know, legitimate threat. I'm not saying Super Bowl contender, but a, a legitimate team. He's most been compared to Andrew Luck. Yeah. Everybody likes to talk about Andrew Luck, you know, 11 and 5, 11 and 5. Yeah. You look at what he was doing on those seasons 23 touchdowns, 18 picks. 23 touchdowns, 9 picks. He had one. Great season, 2014, 40 touchdowns, 16 picks. But either way, he was a turnover machine. His best seasons, quarterback rating-wise, were right around 96. You know who has a 96 quarterback rating in today's NFL? 
guys like Matthew Stafford, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, Tom Brady. But be, again, because his team was 11 and 5, they say, oh, well, he's, he's a great quarterback. You know, he wins. Wow. Are you denigrating Andrew Luck? Yeah. I mean, like, it's not to say he's a bad quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. He, he's a very solid, ab- above average quarterback. But he's not like this, this God's gift to quarterback play like people make him out to be. And the same thing can be said about Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, for all of his abilities, turns the ball over a lot for a guy of his stature. He's thrown, what, already four picks in eight games that he's played this season? He threw eight picks the year before that? And what I'm saying is you can't assume because he has these measurables, which his measurables aren't even that great to begin with, that he's going to be the guy who shows up and just makes this thing all work. There's so much that goes into building a good football team. And sorry to say, but your Jets needed a lot more than just a quarterback for them to become a good football team. And I think that them losing, and I still think they're going to have at worst the number two pick, if Sam Darnold is as good as a Frank Gore thinks he is, they can trade that pick down. Someone's going to come up to get Justin Fields or whatever other quarterback that they like. And suddenly you have a, a, a bunch of other assets you can build around Sam Darnold and get a coach in there that actually knows what he's doing. Because we've seen with Adam Gase, for whatever reason, people perform a hell of a lot better when they're away yeah, from him. This is true. Ryan Tannehill, Devontae Parker. So I don't know why you're so like moribound right now. Like you, I can see moribund. the red Ooh, in your eyes. Works. As we're as we're doing this this podcast, because I can see on the Zoom, you look like you've been crying all day, <laughs> and every I'm telling I'm, you, I, I am despondent. Uh, no tears. Oh, come on, it's a football team. Um, okay, so quickly on Andrew Luck. So when he came into the league, the Colts were one in fifteen. They were at the end of their run with Peyton Manning. Reggie Wayne was a fossil. Uh, T.Y. Hilton was a pup. That team was awful. I just started looking at some box scores when you brought him up. They're, they, they're running back with somebody named Vic Ballard. The defense had nothing. They were not a good team. Andrew Luck literally put them on his back and carried them to the playoffs somehow. Uh, the guy was a magician. I believe Trevor Lawrence will do that. Now, to address this, you know, Sam Darnold idea. Okay, so let's say you get the two, you get number two. And, um, I don't know, give me a team who wants to trade up for Justin Fields. And you decide, we're, we're going to keep Sam Darnold. I think that we're going to keep Sam Darnold question has to be asked to your next coach. Joe Douglas, the GM, and whoever the Jets coach is need to look at the Sam Darnold tape, see if they think this is salvageable. You said Darnold, you know, hasn't been that bad. Okay, I'm looking at football outsiders, Aaron Schatz. They have a stat, D-Y-A-R. Carson Wentz is dead last at 34. Sam Darnold is at 33, okay? Well, real quick, I, I do not mean to shit on our guy Aaron Schatz because we had him on. He's a super nice guy. But his metrics also said that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were the best team. They in did. They did. Okay. Well, so but hold on. That's just one. That the D-Y-A-R. Then there's DVOA, another stat for quarterbacks. Sam Darnold, dead last, 34. Then there's QBR, Sam Darnold, checking in at 33. By almost any metric, he's been one of the worst quarterbacks in the league this year. And then, they, then it becomes weird. Like, okay, well, wait a sec. Ryan Tannehill sucked with gaze, and now he's really, really good. Maybe Darnold's salvageable. I don't want to hang my hat on maybe. Like, <laughs> you know, I, maybe he ain't going to cut it. Like, I, uh, 
So again, again, I don't mean to trash Andrew Luck. Like I, I feel like I'm trashing. You are. I'm to. It's just okay. Andrew Luck, his that season, we said he turned him around. They put his team on his back. Twenty-three touchdowns, eighteen picks, fifty-five percent completion percentage. He was a mediocre quarterback who turned the ball over a lot, but because when they had Peyton Manning, they never even practiced with the backups. There was a famous quote where they asked uh, uh, one of his assistant coaches, like, hey, I didn't see the backups get any practice time on the field with you guys when during your walkthroughs, anything like that. I said, oh, well, that's because uh, if Peyton's out, we're fucked, and we don't practice <laughs> fucked. So they knew that their backups were terrible. They were never going to get into a game. They never even practiced to get them to prepare for a game. So there's a reason why they went 1-15 or whatever that season was when Peyton got hurt because they had nothing behind him. So by virtue of just being a above-average talent, of course that team was going to be a lot better with Andrew Luck. And this whole idea that wins are a quarterback stat doesn't hold any water. The, like that's why you have situations where people think Tom Brady is obviously the greatest quarterback who's ever played. Even though, like we've talked about on this podcast, you and I know uh, hundreds of different football guys, former players, current players, analysts, coaches, GMs. How many of them have said that Tom Brady is the best quarterback they've ever seen? None. Zero. Yeah. Zero. So the coach but because he has the yeah. Super Bowls. Yes, he has the Super Bowls, and that's why. There's a reason why that you've heard from. 100, 200, 300 different guys. You know what? Dan Marino's the best quarterback I've ever seen. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback I've ever seen. They only have one Super Bowl between them, but because the way they play the position, you can tell which guys are great and which guys are, hey, they just happen to win. They have something about them. So you you can't just put it all on this one quarterback. Like I, I'm trying to, I, I don't mean to, to trash these other guys to help you out, but that's what I'm trying to make you see is that your team needed a lot more than just a quarterback. Yeah. And now you're going to lucked into this, even though you lost and it sucks, you're going to be able to build that team with more players that's going to make you better in the long run. So I had, uh, if any of you listened to my Saturday radio show or you heard the podcast, it jumped, it went in the feed uh, over the weekend. I had a guy on who wrote a story about Kevin Stefanski and his impact on Stefan Diggs. Now the story was mostly about Diggs and shifting from Minnesota to Buffalo, but in reading the story, I started to think about it. Okay, when Stefanski took over the offense in Minnesota, what happened? Kirk Cousins broke through. What was the impetus? Well, they started handing the ball off more. Stefan Diggs' uh, receptions and everything went down. He started to get angry that he wasn't getting the ball. But they won. Kirk Cousins got them a playoff win on the road in New Orleans. The offense was incredible. And... They, you know, lost in the second round of the playoffs. The best season of Kirk Cousins' career. So Stefanski gets the job in Cleveland. What happened? Well, they had Odell Beckham, who's kind of in the Stephon Diggs role, and Odell Beckham's numbers are falling off a cliff. Now, he did get hurt. He's out for the season. But what's happening? Success with the offense. Baker Mayfield thriving. Browns headed toward the playoffs. So the coach does matter significantly. Maybe Rob G's right. You get the right offensive coordinator. Brian Dable says, I love Sam Darnold. I want to coach the Jets. He leaves Buffalo. Get a couple players. Maybe Darnold salvageable. I do like the optimism, Rob G. Thank you. I'm optimistic with the right coaching decision. The Jets can turn it around. Now, we spent way too much time talking about the Jets. I do want to quickly touch on one other thing. So, NBA starts on Tuesday. 
we will be giving out some futures bets. Uh, me and Rob G will bat around some preview ideas and hit you with something for Tuesday's pod. Um, obviously, we like the NBA a lot. NFL's our bread and butter. Um, I love college basketball. We barely talked any college hoops on here. I mean, Gonzaga had a huge win over the weekend. And, you know, Gonzaga's second leading scorer could have shown up at my door with a pizza on Sunday and I would have had no clue who he was. Um, they do have an awesome guy uh, who led them who's going to be maybe the, a top three pick in the draft. But, like, I can't do college hoops on here. Rob G will have my head. He, The producers know what works. And clearly, uh, the NFL works. So, I, NBA fans, I know you're waiting. We'll get to some NBA. I also should add, Rob G, um, I don't feel like Notre Dame getting in over Texas A&M to the playoff is even worthy of a topic, right? No, it's just funny that uh, on this, was it, 48 hours after saying if there's no families allowed in the stands, then we're going to boycott the college football game. And then Notre Dame proceeded to do everything they could to get excluded from the college football playoff. And uh, luckily for them, you know, they have that one win over Clemson that helps them out from early Yeah, and, and like, uh, you know, you guys have to remember about college sports, it is a business. And I'm sorry, but Notre Dame is a great brand for the college football playoff. Casual fans from age, I don't know, 18 to 80, no Notre Dame across the country. They've got alumni and fans because Notre Dame is a historically great program. I know they haven't won a ton. Texas A&M just ain't it. I would have maybe liked to see Texas A&M in the playoff. I would have liked to see an expanded playoff. But there's no way they're taking Texas A&M to get the four seed and get destroyed by Alabama when they can get Notre Dame to get in there, draw some more eyeballs, drum up some more business. This is a business. It's a billion-dollar business. Um, I haven't seen a spread, Rob G., on Alabama-Notre Dame, but I don't. you could not make it high enough for me to take the Irish. Um, Alabama, I saw a Nick Saban. MGM 19 points. How much? 19 on BetMGM. Now, it might have moved since then, but that was the last time I saw it. Bet yeah, I, I would take that up points. to 21. I mean, three touchdowns for that Alabama offense is nothing. Now, I know their defense is no great shakes. Uh, this is not a good Alabama defense, no doubt about that. But Notre Dame's not going to be able to keep up. They're not. No, it's 21. That's easy. Uh, that's an easy one. Clemson, Ohio State, I, that'll probably be a double-digit spread, too. Um, and I think you got to look at Clemson there. Ohio State looked very pedestrian. Um, against Northwestern. Again, one of the best bets that I gave out Northwestern first half. That cashed easily. Uh, I will say this. We got to wait for the COVID stuff regarding Ohio State. They had 22 guys unable to play in the Big Ten championship game. And because the Big Ten has like a 21-day window, uh, a lot of them may not be eligible for the playoff. Now, I think they're going to probably end up changing that because – yeah, I was going to say, they've already suggested that they're going to yeah. change it. So, you know, remember before the season, hey, we're not going to play at all. It's not safe. Yeah. Okay, we'll play later in the season. We'll, we'll hey, you know what? We are, huh? we are not going to get, uh, you have to get at least six wins to get in, or six games to get into the Big Championship. Well, you know, uh, we'll move around that. Yeah. Hey, you got to uh, miss 21 ga- or twenty-one days if you have COVID. Oh, you know what? We're in the playoffs, and so maybe we'll admit that too. Yeah, the Big Ten's a fraud, man. Don't, yeah. They'll, they'll, all those guys who need to play will play in that in that playoff yeah. game. All right, so that's uh, basically recapping what was an interesting sports weekend. Uh, Not great for me um, outside of gambling. It was outstanding. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, 
that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Listen, guys. Um, this was a monster weekend for us gambling. And if you guys were in on the, the picks from Friday, you want a lot of extra Christmas money. Six and two on the best bets. College football, 3-0. and Saturday's NFL favorites teaser four, uh, made us 4-0. Patriots lost 4-1. and um, Jets, Rams under. <laughs> I thought it would be like 30-7 to Rams. Uh, it was 44.5, landed on 43. So that made us 5-1. and Seattle. Gosh, that friggin' hurt. Seahawks up 20-3 to in Washington. They just picked off Dwayne Haskins third quarter. You're like, ah, oh, it's over. And Seattle goes to sleep. They just go into coast mode, don't even try, and Washington ends up coming in the back door with Haskins. Total garbage. Um, Haskins is terrible. So that made it 5-2. and two. And then the Arizona Colts teaser. Uh, so teasers were profitable this weekend, folks. Made a 6-2, so we're up to 60-47-5. Getting hot. I mean, folks... We're rolling right now. Things are good. Let me give out one more winner, and this one's going to be tough to stomach. I'm sure some of you are going to be like, Jay, 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 I can't touch this. Are you crazy? You want to lay it with Pittsburgh on Monday night football at two tutties? Yes, I did. I got 13 and a half before the news on, um, uh, was it Friday, that it was going to be Ryan Finley. Um and I took 14, too. Now, you could still get some 14s. Um, I suggest trying very hard to get a 14. 14 and a half, obviously not ideal. Um, grab a 14. It might be juiced. But I'm telling you, I've seen the Ryan Finley experience, and it is awful. I was backing the Bengals against Washington earlier this season. The game Burrow got hurt. And Burrow moved the ball up and down the field against Washington. And they missed, like, two field goals and an extra point. It was ugly. Burrow goes down. Ryan Finley comes in off the bench. The rest of the game, 21 plays, 25 yards. I mean, Ryan Finley is yikes. After that game, they were so, oh my gosh, he's awful. They called up Brandon Allen from the practice squad and started him. He's now hurt. They've got to go back to Finley. Steelers already dismembered Burrow earlier this season. I know it's a big number, and this is a perfect letdown spot for Tomlin. Um, this is just a play significantly against Ryan Finley. And there's a Pittsburgh team who's lost two in a row. Um, this You could argue that this should be 16. That's how bad Finley is. Even if he's able to get them a touchdown, a fluke touchdown, 10 points, the Bengals' defense just lost Geno Atkins, their best defensive lineman. They're not good to begin with. This feels like at 30-10 to 10 Steelers in a walkover. Like, it's the kind of night where Rob G will say to his wife, you know, we should go look at Christmas lights, drive around with our baby, and let's just go, look, you know, take the new ride out for a spin, and let's look at Christmas lights. Like, who cares about Ryan Finley and the Bengals? So that's what I recommend. I laid it. Let's get one more winner in. And um, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. 
And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, And I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 